0: This isn't Tom Brands, this is Iowa Hawkeye Wrestling that backs this. Um, Terry Brands is in my ear. Um, You know, I could say, hey, it's about time, hey, it's about time, you know, jokingly. Um, But there's a lot of reasons why you do it, and those reasons are because they're just as hungry as these guys are to win championships. There's no separation and the hunger and the desire and the drive and now you get to do it at a institution where other big-time institutions are gonna follow and we're the trailblazer awesome we've been the trailblazer before we have we have the first black national champion simon roberts um that's important and it's not oh they get their chance now it's they are going to be going to school to enjoy the goods of college life, which is the, the do it right part, you know? and They're gonna be going to a big time college um, to get a degree that's a graduate part, and they're gonna be going to a program that is gonna have the best facilities and the best coaching and the best environment, and the best fan base, and that's the win part. So this isn't Tom Brands being on board, this is the
1: This is what you do. This is what you do. And the Iowa Hawkeyes have done it. On Thursday, they formally announced that they are adding a women's wrestling program, a groundbreaking, monumental decision that sent ripples through the rest of the wrestling world and will continue to impact the rest of the wrestling world in ways big and And small. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I am Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer. I am glad you are here with me. Happy Friday, uh, maybe Saturday if that's when you're listening to this, because I know we're dropping this late, but we are back with another show today all about the newly formed, freshly announced. Iowa women's wrestling program. As you heard there from the top of the show, I have a press conference audio here for you guys today which includes comments from Iowa wrestling coach Tom Brands as well as Iowa Athletic Director Director Gary Barda. But first, a little bit of background on when the idea of adding women's wrestlings first started. So, um, I'll just give you guys straight up my perspective. This whole thing Began when Iowa first revealed its plans for the brand new wrestling facility. Um, I noticed almost immediately that there was going to be two locker rooms. A lot of people saw that as enough locker room space for the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Makes sense. Few of us knew better, um, thinking that the new facility would eventually house both a men's and women's program. That's a clue. So then you fast forward to 2018, and the Hawkeye Wrestling Club brings in some high-powered women's wrestlers. Allie Reagan, Forrest Molinari, Kayla Miracle, Michaela Beck. Pretty awesome stuff. Shows a commitment to women's wrestling at the sport's highest level. Another clue. Clearly, there's a commitment to women's wrestling and then the idea of a women's wrestling program, right? Everybody in Iowa City got a front row seat to the impact of women's wrestling thanks to the 2012 and 2016 Olympic trials being held at Carver Hawkeye Arena and to go a step further when wrestling um, added more women's wrestling weights to the Olympic program in order to save the sport entirely back in 2013. We're going to touch on that. um, on that idea here in just a minute, because then um, the COVID-19 pandemic kind of throws a wrench into everything, and I mean literally everything. First... Uh, Mark Perry, who had been with the Hawkeye Wrestling Club uh, since 2017, he came over from Illinois, for those of you that forgot, Um, he decides to up and go to Arizona State and the Sun Kissed Kids. I believe that this was always going to happen, maybe not necessarily Arizona State, uh, but Mark Perry, kind of nomadic, guy wants to eventually be a Division I head coach. Saw that the opportunity down at Arizona State was maybe a little bit better than just being the Hawkeye Wrestling Club coach. He decides to go. And because he leaves, all the women's wrestlers decide to leave with him. There's still very much a commitment to women's wrestling from the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Just at that point in time, no athletes to show for it. I know that there's a lot of people that think maybe there was something that Iowa did. Um, I'm not privy to any promises that were made behind closed doors, but I will say all of the uh, women's athletes who I have since talked to. On a few different occasions, they really like Mark Perry as their coach. He continues to coach them. He coached them at the Olympic trials. He coached them at the World Team trials. He coached them at the Senior National Championships when they have been back in Coralville. It was definitely uh, athletes following their coaches. We see it in other sports all the time, especially in basketball. Um, I'm, I'm sure as Iowa State fans can attest to Um It's just a thing that happens. We see it in wrestling from time to time as well. This was just kind of another example of that. So Mark Perry decides to go, takes the women with him. No women's athletes there, even though there's still very much a uh, commitment to women's wrestling from the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Then we get to August 2020. Pandemic still very much in active mode. Gary Barta decides to ax a bunch of sports from the Iowa Athletics Department, specifically four of them, men's gymnastics, men's tennis, men's swimming and diving, and women's swimming and diving. Very. Very quickly after that, there's a lawsuit from a handful of women swimmers and divers, among other athletes, and that builds and progresses until February 2021. Just this earlier this year, Iowa announces that it's reinstating the women's swim and dive program. Kind of quietly, though, the lawsuit alleges that Iowa is wildly out of compliance with Title IX and demands that they add another sport in order to be in compliance with Title IX. Again, this is back in February. The lawsuit says Iowa should look into either... Women's wrestling. Or women's rugby. Uh Barta says at the time that he is interested in women's wrestling, largely because of the school's storied history and the state's place in the sport, but said that they needed some money to kick it into gear, and it just wasn't doable at that time. So away we go through the 2021 calendar year, and wrestling roars back into our lives after a hiatus due to the pandemic. Iowa wins a national team title in March. We get to the Olympic trials in April, age-level world team trials through the spring and summer. Then we get that summer full of high-level wrestling, right? We get the cadet world team trials. Junior national duels, 16 new national duels. We all get to go up to Fargo. Uh, Southeast Polk's Nate Jessarogo wins a cadet world medal. Um, then we get to the Olympics, right? Um, that brings us to September, um, where there's another world team trial event and Iowa, again, kind of quietly. Three new women joined the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Another clue, right? That brings us to Thursday's announcement, where Iowa became the third Division I school and the first Power Five program to add women's wrestling And Guys, I called this a monumental decision because it is. I mean, think about it, guys. Iowa wrestling has won 24 NCAA team titles, second most in NCAA history, and its most recent one coming just this past year. The Hawkeyes have led the nation in wrestling attendance each of the past 14 seasons, and that is, of course, not counting 2021, which was hampered by COVID-19. College wrestling's most visible and one of its most successful programs is officially adding women's wrestling. It's perhaps the biggest splash in what's been an ongoing and rapid rise of girls and women's wrestling around the country. Think about the this, guys. There are now more than 100 colleges that have added women's wrestling programs nationwide, including more than 40 at the NCAA level. That number is important uh, because women's wrestling is considered an emerging sport by the NCAA at the Division One, II, and Three levels. NCAA bylaws say that a sport needs 40 varsity NCAA programs at minimum to gain full championship status. Iowa is only the third NCAA Division I school to add women's wrestling. That's joining Presbyterian College and Sacred Heart. The Hawkeyes are the Seventh Iowa school to add it. There's Iowa Westland, which is an NCA program. They uh, go in Division Three. Then you've got Waldorf, Grandview, and William Penn. They're all in the NAIA. And then Indian Hills and Iowa Western. They are both junior colleges. Um, really big deal, guys. NWCA Executive Director Mike Moyer told me, "Quote: This is a great day for wrestling. That's for sure. Talk about breaking a glass ceiling. This it takes it to a whole new level. All boats will rise with this tide. For anybody out there, any administrators that want to wait." Wait and see if girls and women's wrestling is here to stay. I think this eliminates any doubt end quote. Um, A handful of other Power 5 schools have readied themselves to add women's wrestling programs, and we'll talk about that here a little bit later in the show. But the Hawkeyes were the first to pull the trigger, and it positions them to strike early um, with the upcoming wave of talented wrestlers that will soon be available in recruiting. Uh, The past summer, guys, um, I know you guys, if you follow me, you've probably seen it. If you follow wrestling, I know you for sure have seen it. Uh, The U.S. won team titles at the Cadet and Junior Women's Freestyle World Championships. The Cadet team had three gold medal winners and four others win bronze, while the junior team had five total medalists, including four of them that won gold. Many of those girls are high schoolers, and Iowa is already eyeing many of them as recruiting targets. Overall, USA Wrestling's female membership has increased by more than 70% over the last two years, and the overall nationwide participation numbers of girls in wrestling has nearly doubled between 2014 and 15, when there were 11,496 girls that wrestled nationwide to more than 21,000 girls that wrestled nationwide during the 18-19 season. That's according to stats kept by the National Federation of State High School Associations as many as 32 state school, uh, state high school associations now either sponsor girls wrestling or recognize a girls wrestling state championship. Before 2019, there were only six. Iowa does not fall under this category because the girls state championships is hosted by the Iowa Wrestling Coaches and Officials Association instead of the Iowa Girls High School Athletic Union. But statewide, though, girls wrestling participation has popped um, 67 five years ago per the NFHS to um, almost 700 um, during the 2021 season per track wrestling. Wrestling. Four Iowa girls earned All-American honors at the 16 and Junior Women's Freestyle National Championships back in July. So it's not just the numbers that are popping. The talent is getting better, too, um, to follow up on that eight Iowa girls are currently ranked in USA Wrestling's latest high school girls wrestling national rankings. Um, Now, I mentioned the Olympics earlier and the fact that wrestling was almost dropped from the Olympics entirely back in 2013. One of the reasons the IOC put wrestling on the chopping block was the lack of opportunities for women. So one of the things that changed was to increase the number of weights in women's freestyle wrestling. That brings us to 2016, right, where Helen Maroulis became the first American woman to win an Olympic gold medal in women's wrestling. That spurred a ton of the growth that we've seen nationally just between 2016 and now 2021 fast forward to this past summer where usa wrestling's women's program won four medals at the 2020 olympics guys Tamara mensa stock won gold adeline gray won silver and then both helen and sarah hildebrandt won bronze the u.s had five all-time olympic medalists before tokyo and nearly matched that total in a single olympic tournament unfreaking believable the Hawkeyes, of course, have a rich history when it comes to developing wrestlers, not only international champions, but Olympic medalists as well. And with a women's program now on the way, they can start producing world-class women's wrestlers in Iowa City too. It was a very exciting day in Iowa City yesterday, guys, and it was very cool to witness all of it live um, and just kind of watched as the wrestling world reacted to the news and the comments made by both Tom Brands and Gary Barta. We talked to them um, and many more around the Iowa program, the wrestling world, just about the new program, what it means. Um, you You guys have probably heard enough of me right now. um, So let's go ahead and get to the press conference audio. First, you're going to hear Gary Barta. Then you're going to hear Tom Brands. Um, They both have some opening comments. And then they're both going to come back up again, Barta, then Tom, um, to answer a handful of questions from us. So appreciate you guys tuning in, especially if you're still listening after I was rambling through that intro. Um, But this was just a really cool day. So I hope you enjoy the press conference from Gary and Tom. Talk to you soon. Your phone's on silent, and with that, we'll get to uh, Gary Barda. Thanks for being here.
2: Thanks, Steve, and uh, thanks, everybody, for coming today on, on short notice. Uh, it is uh, both an exciting and historic day for uh, Iowa Athletics as we announce the addition of women's wrestling to our sports lineup. Uh, I think everybody here is uh, fully aware of our history and tradition on the men's side, uh, it's part of the fabric of Iowa. It's part of uh, the University of Iowa's DNA uh, when you look back historically at conference championships and national championships and uh, Olympic gold medals and everything from gable to brands and, and, and anything in between. What you may not be as familiar with is the, uh, the explosive emergence of, of women and girls wrestling uh, not only across the country uh, but also throughout our state. So I'll share a little bit with you about uh, what's going on there. And again, some of this, for those of you who are f- close to it, might know more about it. But uh, certainly the most recent big news was, uh, was the Olympic gold medal that Tamra Mensah stock uh, earned. That was exciting. Uh, there are now 45 NCAA Division I, II, and Three wrestling programs in the country, and almost 100 if you include junior colleges and, uh, and NAIA so that's, that's what's happening at the, at the collegiate level. And in 2020, the NCAA uh, gave the de- designation to women's sport as an emerging sport, which means that it, it is now, uh, has momentum, it's gaining in terms of program sponsorship, uh, and it's something that uh, the NCAA is behind. And then in the high school level, there are 32 high school, sta- 32 states, who have sanctioned girls' uh, high school championships. In the state of Iowa, uh, the Iowa uh, High School Coaches Association sponsors the championship. And I know that uh, our friend Josh Schomburger is here and the the Coraville community uh, hosts that annual event. Last year, more than 600 girls in the state of Iowa participated in high school wrestling. Uh, And then uh, members of, of our Hawkeye Wrestling Club, we started sponsoring women in our Hawkeye Wrestling Club in 2017. Uh, And I mentioned uh, Josh Schomburger, he and his team uh, and and the community have hosted uh, numerous Olympic trials um, for men and women and uh, and then as I mentioned, the high school um, championship. Our decision to add women's wrestling is historic and exciting for a lot of reasons, but also we are the first power five institution to add women's wrestling. We're gonna begin the search for a new, here's, here's sort of the process, we're gonna begin the search for a new head coach uh, this fall, so basically immediately. Then we'll, after we have that coach in place, we'll begin the recruiting process in addition to getting the staff uh, all put together. Uh, and then we'll have student athletes on our campus as early as next year, with our first year of competition in the 23-24 season. Uh, you'll hear from Tom in just a minute. Uh, I would be a fool not to tap into uh, the expertise, the reputation, the understanding of the sport to not have Tom Brands directly involved in this process. And, of course, uh, I will have him involved. Uh, everything from finding, identifying, hiring the new coach, getting our program up and running. But once it is up and running, uh, he and I both agree that it will be a, a a self-sustaining entity it will be when I mean self-sustaining I mean it will be uh, on its own standing alone um, in, on its own merits so before I, I get into a few more other things uh, I do want to I, I mentioned Josh and Josh thank you for uh, man you've uh, we've been together on a lot of uh, wrestling events in this community and, and the community has embraced them nationally uh, we have we have great support from the National Wrestling Coaches Association, Mike Moyer and his group. Uh, Terry Steiner, for those of you who follow wrestling, that's a familiar name uh, because of uh, his wrestling at the University of Iowa, but now currently, he is the head coach of the, uh, the U.S. women's uh, national team. So just great, great support, and then uh, the support that we've been receiving from, uh, from the wrestling community, and I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in just a moment. Before I open it up for questions, um, I wanna answer a, a fair question and, and an obvious one. So first, the, the why women's wrestling, I've just explained to you why, and I think that probably makes a lot of sense at the University of Iowa. The why now is, is a question that uh, you certainly, many of you have, and that's a fair question. Let me give you some context into that before I, before I go into detail. So, or before I, uh, as I describe uh, why now. Before COVID, uh, we had been watching the, the explosive growth of girls and women's wrestling, and we had been keeping an eye on it. And, and frankly, uh, Tom uh, was in my ear three, four, five years ago saying, come on, boss, let's go. Let's get women's wrestling added. Uh, we were not ready to do that yet, uh, but we were watching it. The other trend we were watching, and I just got back from a national meeting uh, yesterday, last night, um, but the other trend we were watching three, four, five years ago, and that was the trend where more women are going to college than men. That's a national trend, uh, and we were seeing it on our own campus. So, uh, and, and as, as, that, as those two things are coming, oh, I was going to throw in. So, as that was going on, in fact, uh, our thoughts about women's wrestling, many of you know, I think most of you know, we've also been planning for and designing a new Uh, wrestling training facility and the support from our alums on that has been amazing and we'll we'll go forward to the Board of Regents and upon their approval sometime this winter our plan is to start construction this spring uh, early summer on that new wrestling training facility when we started designing that uh, probably about two years ago we intentionally were including women's facilities uh, in that training center with the anticipation that at some point uh, we might add that sport. We always have been committed to Title IX. We continue to be uh, committed to Title IX. And as we were looking ahead at those two trends, the emergence of women's wrestling uh, and the growing trend of more women enrolling in, in college, uh, this just this looked like at that time, again, pre-COVID, like this was something that we would be doing at some time in the future. And if you think about it, Men's basketball and women's basketball complement each other. Baseball and softball complement each other. And at the University of Iowa, men's wrestling and women's wrestling are going to complement each other. And then along comes the pandemic. And at that time, we just we halted all conversations about adding women's wrestling. And we went into crisis mode. And I'm not going to go through the process. You all have heard me talk about it. But the crisis mode included uh, cutting salaries, cutting operation, uh, operating budgets, cutting positions, and then ultimately uh, having to cut some sports. Um, and then we had to borrow $50 million from the university to make, make up for that. So that all happens. And then in the fall of 2020, a Title IX lawsuit was filed against us, and we began the process of defending against those claims. Now prior to discontinuing the sports, this is something, uh, when it comes to Title IX, uh, we've, we've been in, uh, employing and engaging with experts all along the way. You, many of you might recall that we had the OCR, the Office of Civil Rights, was on our campus for about four years. Uh, their findings were non-conclusive. They didn't find anything where we were in violation. As we were considering cutting sports, we brought in a Title IX expert. And that expert confirmed we were in compliance with Title IX, uh, before we made the decision to cut the sports, and that Title IX expert confirmed that with the sports that we were cutting, that we would be uh, in compliance with Title IX. Then along the process, uh, we we reinstated women's swimming permanently. We hired a uh, new head coach, Nathan Munt, who's doing an, uh, a terrific job uh, in running our women's swimming program and bringing that program back up. And then finally, as part of the, the Title IX lawsuit settlement, we agreed to add a women's sport. And our decision was to add the sport of women's wrestling. Again, at the University of Iowa, uh, we believe that sport makes the most sense in terms of of adding. So again, always committed to Title IX, always will be, always have been. But now I'll just tell you, and and this this is the bottom line. Were it not for COVID, we wouldn't have cut sports. Were it not for the Title IX lawsuit, uh, I wasn't ready to add women's wrestling yet, but I can tell you that while the timing may be challenging, uh, the decision is awesome, we're excited about it, and uh, we're ready to go, uh, go forward. Before I get any questions, I, I recognized a few external people, but I also want to tell you that uh, over the last year and a half or so, there's or a little over a year, there's been people on our staff who've worked tirelessly uh, in getting to this point. Barbara Burke, our Deputy Director of Athletics, who does many things. She's the Chief Operating Officer of the department, but she also directly oversees wrestling and Tom Brands. That's quite a job, for those of you who know Tom. I'm, I say that with a smile on my face. Also, Senior Associate Athletic Director Lila Clary, who works uh, on, on many things uh, in our department, but she's been directly involved in all of our Title IX reviews, uh, working with our experts, and so I'm grateful for Lila and the work she does. Matt Henderson, our senior staff, everybody on our staff, and then uh, certainly central administration. And then finally, our head coach, Tom Brands. As I, as I mentioned, he's been in my ear now for a couple of years saying, boss, when are you gonna add women's wrestling? It's, we need to do this. We, need, you know, we, we started sponsoring uh, women in the, the uh, Hawkeye Wrestling Club several years ago. He's been an advocate for a long time. He certainly is an an expert in the sport. Um, And I'm going to have Tom come up a little bit and talk about, from his perspective, Tom, this is your cue to get up off your chair, Uh, from his perspective uh, why this is important to our program, why this is important to the sport of wrestling. And after Tom is done, uh, I'll come back up, and then uh, you all can ask questions of me, uh, and then certainly if you have any uh, more technical questions on wrestling of Tom. So, Tom? Tom?
0: Awesome. Barbara Burke was mentioned, um, and she has to be mentioned again, Um, what a catalyst and what a boss. So I've had some great bosses in my career, and she tops them all. And I've told all the other ones that as well. And not just because um, the relationship is strong, but because of the forward thinking, um, the problem-solving ability. And also impact Um, she shares vision for things that are impactful and you talk about impact you have an unbelievably historic exciting announcement that university of iowa is adding women's wrestling to its intercollegiate program there's nothing more impactful than that or exciting Um, there's certain things that you have to slow down when you're at the podium here to make sure you get it in so you represent it right. Our guys are here. We got six out of 10 returning All-Americans here. A Couple of them said they had to go to classes. So, I mean, that's that's support right there, not scripted. Um, There's other things that you gotta slow down and you gotta acknowledge as well. Um, Women's wrestling is awesome. It's great for the women. There's little girls all across the country and the planet that are going to see this. It's that impactful. But let me tell you something about how it impacts the men. It makes the men's program stronger. Women's wrestling, from its inception, has always made men's wrestling better. It always has. And there is a correlation there, and that's documented. That's documented. There's high-powered organizations out there. Emerging Sports Status was mentioned. Um, the Committee on Women's Athletics and the NCAA. There's well-positioned, powerful, organized people there. Kyra Berry, Lori Ayers. Um, I mean, we got... And then Sally Roberts at Wrestle Like a Girl. And if you're in the women's wrestling world or you're a women's wrestling fan, then you know these names. And you know that we have solid leadership there. And it has to be said. I'm gonna go to my notes now. All that being said, we will not change how we run our program. Our program will be run the same. The women will have their own practice times, practice times. The women will have their own head coach the women will have their own structure, the women will run their program as they see fit. We will hire a coach, it will be the best coach in America and look out because when these steps start being taken we're at the first step here, but you look down the natural next steps and that next step is the coach we hire, it's gonna be their program. And the stakes are high for the new coach The stakes are high for the new coach. We're gonna wrestle the best competition in the United States. The best collegiate competition in the United States. We're gonna recruit unbelievable young talent that is already winning age group international championships and medals at the cadet and junior level. That's gonna be our recruiting pool. Being the first is huge. Being the first is impactful. So that's where we're at. Last thing I'll say, doesn't just make the men better, like that's a big deal to us, but I'll tell you what, it makes the entire athletic department at the University of Iowa better. Awesome. Thanks.
2: You can see why uh, the the excitement of this day has been building for a while, but uh, having this guy by our side, is uh, I can't wait, I can't wait. With that, I'd be uh, happy to open it for questions.
3: Gary, uh, as you may or may not know, when wrestling suffered in the 80s, they had blamed Title IX women's sports. Is it ironic that women's sports is now helping men's sports grow and wrestling grow?
2: I don't know about irony, uh, what's exciting to me is what you just heard Tom Brand say and that is uh, We're not talking about cutting wrestling programs We're talking about adding women's programs and what's exciting to me is that 600 girls in the state of Iowa uh, Participated in high school wrestling and what's exciting to me is we won Olympic gold medal in women's wrestling So uh, I don't know about irony uh, but the excitement of taking those two uh, men's and women's wrestling and having them complement each other is, is just terrific.
3: Also, you did not want to do this by yourself. If you talk to any other Div- Power 5 programs, especially within the Big Ten, will they be following suit? I can't predict.
2: Uh, I have had conversations across the country uh, as I've been watching this build. I, don't, I can't predict if others will. Um, I certainly hope so. Uh, I, I anticipate that it could happen, but I don't have any predictions today. How much will it cost startup-wise and then uh, annually do you, do you expect for their budget? Well, So uh, I'll get to the, the answer in a roundabout way to say that you know, because there's not an existing Division I program, some of that's gonna be based upon our experience on the men's side. Uh, to get started in year one, uh, we'll have the cost of the coach's salary Uh, And then begin the recruiting process year two. That will include probably some assistant coaches uh, and some scholarships. The sport of women's uh, wrestling uh, allows for 10 scholarships. Uh, And then, of course, our operating, our travel, uh, somewhere in the vicinity, probably in that year three of half a million dollars is what we're anticipating. And fortunately, uh, we have a big head start with support we've received uh, that will take care of all of those first three years and probably more than that. And certainly we're going to keep raising money. And and as it comes to fundraising, as I mentioned, uh, the incredible support we received in in raising money for the building. Uh, We've received already over $20 million for uh, the building that Tom came to me a few years ago and said, uh, we need to have the best wrestling training center in the world, not in Iowa, not in the country, but in the world. And so our donors have been amazing, absolutely amazing. We're actually, uh, thanks to Kevin Collins and his team and Tom and all the hard work and our donors, uh, this is the first project I've ever been involved with where the donors have put up the money and we're, we're having to, architects have to catch up uh, in designing the facility because the money came first. That's the kind of support uh, that's amazing. And as I mentioned, even going back a couple of years ago, we had, we had included uh, the win, women's facilities in that training center so that uh, in anticipation of someday uh, getting to this point.
3: Of uh, the agreement on the settlement terms, um, can you, beyond adding women's wrestling, is there more to it? Anything you can discuss?
2: Uh, the agreement is done, uh, it's still being finalized, the paperwork's still being finalized, but in, you know, in general, uh, I mentioned uh, it was about Title IX and specifically it was about um, adding, adding women's sports or uh, how, the, the counting of women's sports. And so we had already agreed uh, to reinstate women's swimming permanently uh, and part of the agreement was to add an additional women's sport. We chose women's wrestling for all the obvious reasons. Uh, beyond that, it's really just continuing to monitor and make sure we're in compliance with Title IX, which we would always do even without an agreement. But uh, that's that's the gist of it. Mike,
3: I think it was in this room last year, but it was it was suggested that a lot of Power Five schools around the country would be dropping sports. Iowa was one of my knowledge, just a very few that did. Why here?
2: Well, I can't speak for other schools. I can tell you that faced with a $50 million deficit at the time, uh, potentially as high as 75 million, uh, that's what we believed we needed to do. I'm, I'm expected to be self-sustaining. Uh, and, and it was uh, our decision collectively, and certainly mine from a responsibility standpoint, to set the course for how we were gonna manage that, that crisis and that deficit. Uh, and the decision we came to was to was to eliminate those sports.
3: Yes. Um, I know Tom just talked about how the women's coach will be the best in the country. Where do you guys go about trying to – what places are you looking for um, to, to find that person?
2: Well, the great thing about uh, being in the Big Ten, being uh, a national program, uh, it will be a national search. So uh, we don't have any preconceived – uh, candidates that that have already been selected, but we're aware of a lot of very qualified candidates. So it'll be a national search. Considering Iowa's history in this sport, do you do you lean on Tom for his advice on hiring a coach, and will it be in a similar style to what Iowa likes to us?
0: Well, I'd be a fool
2: not to rely on Tom's expertise as we go out and search for a, a, a new head coach. So yes, he'll be directly involved. Barbara Burke is the, the head of, uh, that oversees the sport administratively, and myself uh, will we'll all be included. And the, the last part of your question, I don't know exactly how to, how to answer it other than we're gonna go find the best coach. And uh, as Tom said, you know, we wanna win, we wanna win championships. So we're gonna look for the coach we think that can get us there and, and uh, agrees to be a part of the win, graduate, do it right uh, principle and philosophy.
3: How do you get Iowa high schools incorporated in this?
2: Incorporated in this?
3: In, in terms of having the sport.
2: Well, Iowa high schools have 600 students already that are uh, – and then, and then the Iowa High School Association has their rules about how many sports have to sponsor. And I, my understanding is it's not that far apart, uh, but it will be up to them uh, to get it officially sanctioned. But, uh, you know, until that point, already just having 600 girls – that are participating is is a great start. And having the, the championship that was held here, that has been held here, uh, I've not been to it personally, but uh, I, I've received feedback from Tom and from Barbara and others that it's been uh, incredibly successful.
1: Any other questions for Gary? We'll bring Tom back up. Go ahead.
3: What do you think this means for girls across the state and, and across the country and, and for the sport? Program?
2: Well, anytime there's advancement, uh, you know, I've, I've been doing this for 33 years. I, I certainly have uh, watched and been a part of the growth of women's sport. Um, most recently, my daughter, watching her play in high school as she was going through that process, but going all the way back to I was a student-athlete uh, in the early 1980s, and just watching the growth of, of girls' sports for girls and sports at the highest level all the way up to the Olympics. Has been amazing, and I think this is just another really positive step uh, in that direction. And as Tom mentioned, for us to be the, the very first uh, university at the Power Five level to add women's wrestling, uh, I I just feel great to be a, a leader in that area. All right. All right, Coach Brand, you can come back
1: up. We'll, uh, questions for a coach.
3: You've been around a long time. At what point did you, not say fell in love with women's wrestling, but made it, hey, it made you
0: take notice? This isn't Tom Brands. This is Iowa Hawkeye Wrestling that backs this. Um, Terry Brands is in my ear. Um, You know, I could say, hey, it's about time. Hey, it's about time, you know, jokingly. Um, But there's a lot of reasons why you do it, and those reasons are because they're just as hungry as these guys are to win championships. There's no separation and the hunger and the desire and the drive, and now you get to do it at a institution where other big time institutions are gonna follow, and we're the trailblazer. Awesome, we've been the trailblazer before. We have we have the first black national champion, Simon Roberts. Um and that's important. And it's not oh, they get their chance now. It's they are gonna be going to school to enjoy the goods of college life, which is the the do it right part. You know, they're gonna be going to a big time college um, to get a degree that's a graduate part, and they're gonna be going to a program that is gonna have the best facilities and the best coaching and the best environment, the best fan base, and that's the win part. So, this isn't Tom Brands being on board. This is the, this is what you do. I asked Gary about talking to other schools. Have you talked to any other coaches who might want to push their programs to do the same thing? I think that there's several that are close without speaking for them. You've
3: seen plenty of women's wrestling. Uh, it's in fact, right here in this arena.
0: What, what has it done? What have you seen? I mean, just the effect. Well, I mean, you talk about trailblazers, and you think about Tricia McNaughton, um, you know, uh, Tricia Saunders, uh, Mary um, Townsend Saunders, Um, and you hear the stories of Zeke Jones, who trained with her as a kid. Zeke Jones is a head coach at Arizona State, he's a world medalist, he's a world champion, he's an Olympic silver. Um, He wrestled at Arizona State for Bobby Douglas. you know, Tricia McNaughton was one of his training partners, and that was in the 80s. So here you have a trailblazer, and so, you know, I'm not answering your question on what it means or necessarily, but you see that it's always been there. Just because we're doing it now doesn't mean that all of a sudden they're ready for it. They've been ready for it just like men have been ready for it. And that's that's how I look at things. Um, most always.
3: Tom, what's this, what does this mean for the sport? Because it wasn't that long ago when the Olympics tried to drop
2: wrestling, and now here you are standing up where a major university is adding the sport.
3: How does this help the sport at all? And what's kind of been your full circle? thought process going from that bow moment to this moment? Yeah, a lot
0: of things happened, um, why wrestling went that way, and we got rid of those reasons. We got leadership in, at the time it was Fila, and now it's UWW, where the leadership is strong, and the leadership is actually doing some things that actually make wrestling more exciting um, for television, for fans. Um, You've seen it go back to kind of where it needed to be with the rules, um, in, the, in the timing and so on and so forth. It's, it is an exciting, exciting um, format now. So, um, because it was dropped from the Olympic program, it's probably the best thing that happened to get the format to back, back to where it was exciting um, for fans and television and so on and so forth. And then the other thing that goes along with that is, um, you know, you look at women's wrestling at the collegiate level is freestyle. And that's exciting, and that's not me endorsing freestyle change in men's wrestling. We got the best gig in wrestling, we have a sold out six session, three day tournament that over a hundred thousand people attend. Collegiate wrestling is strong, there's not an argument to go to freestyle. I'm not saying that, women need to run their own show and make their own decisions. I'm on a board for one reason, because there's some unreasonable um, people that come in with opinions to try to strong arm what these women need. When you have Terry Steiner, who knows what he needs? He's a head coach and doing a great job, and in fact had the best, tournament for the, for, the, for the women's Olympic team in, in the history. And the history isn't that long, but the trend is going this way. He knows what format needs to be there. And Sally Roberts and you know the emerging sport status people and, and that committee on women's athletics in the NCA they know what's best. And if they decide to change, then they change. But my job to be on that board is to not be a yes man, but to back up what common sense says is already working. And you look at the trend of women, you talk about it locally in numbers, and in all the fanfare and Josh Hamburger, um, all the things that he's done in this community with his team, awesome, awesome. But look also at the success at the highest level. Look at the success of cadet and junior age division in the United States. And then look at how that transcends into the Olympic level. So that's a, that's a strong statement um, for why you do this. And I'm telling you, the University of Iowa, like it is for our men, um, you know, you're looking at some guys over there that have already won some international world championships age group-wise, and you're looking to some others that aspire to that senior level. And like our men, that, that women's program will be funded in that RTC slash international arena.
3: Uh, Tom, regarding the future of Coach for Women's Team, what recommendations will you make to Gary,
0: and does it need to be a woman? I'm not making any recommendations. I'm in collaboration or I'm in concert with Barbara and Gary, and we will make decisions as we go forward. Gary said it best as we were walking in here this is the first step of many and it's exciting now but man look out because I'm telling you the next steps are really really exciting this is actually dull for me um so this is exciting but the next steps are more exciting with the
3: growth of high school wrestling for females over the last three years how much More help would that be for the program if the sport was sanctioned at the high school level?
0: I think in the state of Iowa, it's a no-brainer. I know there's people in this room that are working hard. I think, you know, let's let's not skirt the issue. There's a little squabble going on, and who's going to own it? Which organization? Get over that squabble. Somebody just, you know what, partner up, and let's get some common sense here, and let's get a doggone sanctioned high school tournament for these girls. They've earned it enough, and doggone it, they need it. And we need it. I need it. I need it. Schamburger needs it. Go put that thing in that new arena over there. That's that's where I would go with that. Just do it. Come on. Let's Let's get together and do it. Thanks. Appreciate it.
1: That was the press conference. Exciting day, just in Iowa, in the sport of wrestling, just all over. Just really awesome to kind of see see it up close, to, to be there, to feel the energy. Um, it was just really cool and to especially just to be on social media and to hear from people all over the state all over the country even all over the world in some aspects just really really awesome Um, and it's it's going to be really exciting to kind of see what comes from this um, which is kind of how I wanted to end today's show Um, just a handful more thoughts kind of regarding the impact of this decision and I wanted to begin here Um, first thought um, Iowa adding women's wrestling Um, I'm not sure that it's fair to say that it was the result of the title nine lawsuit that was brought on by the swimmers, um, but it was definitely sped up because of the lawsuit brought on by the swimmers. And we should give them kudos for standing up to Barta and fighting not only for their sports, but for the opportunity to open more doors for other female athletes at the university of Iowa, They're courageous, smart, talented women um, and their role in this decision and their fight over the last year against Barta and the university should not be glossed over. Um, I think women's wrestling was always going to come to Iowa in some capacity. Um, You know, it just kind of so happened that, um, you know, Barta's decision to cut sports and be out of compliance in Title IX and then have to, um, you know, not only add back at least one of the sports that maybe shouldn't have been cut, but then to, you know, open the opportunity to add another sport, such as women's wrestling, um... You know, it's it's a very weird and a very sticky situation. Um, you know, but it's just kind of I, there's a cool opportunity here, I think, for for the athletics department to to find a good thing in what was at one point a really bad and sticky situation. So I think that's you know, a very complicated issue. I don't want to forget um this this lawsuit that was brought on by the swimmers and this fight that was brought on by the swimmers and the divers. Um, you know, I, that's that's a very important component of this story, and we should not forget that. Which is why I wanted to lead that off. Um, you know, as kind of one of my final thoughts to what we're going on here. Um, you know, the second thought I had was, and you know, I had this conversation with a lot of different people yesterday. Who might be next, right? Uh, by that I mean, who's who's the next Power Five school that's going to add women's wrestling, right? And and I think. You know, my first thought was kind of that you can kind of gather clues in the same way that I laid them out for, you know, kind of the way Iowa was leaving breadcrumbs. And, you know, you can look at schools like Princeton, for example, which has a very visible, very vocal women's club wrestling program. Um, you know, it's not a varsity sanctioned sport, um, but it's definitely one that could very easily be adopted, right? Um, you know, I think of Arizona State where where Kayla Miracle and Forrest Molinari and, and others still train with Mark Perry and Zeke Jones and all those guys. Um, you know, they could launch a new program the same way Iowa did on Thursday. Day. You know, I think of Wisconsin, right? They have a pretty strong women's presence in their RTC program. Um, Perhaps Penn State, Oklahoma State, too. Um Penn State, because you know, they also have some women in their RTC, Oklahoma State, um, because I know that you know they've got a very uh, very friendly working relationship with a lot of high level uh, women's wrestlers around the United States and also too, um, because they've been working on a new wrestling facility, and people inside the program have said that the old one could perhaps be used for a women's program down the line. Um, you know, I also bring them both up specifically because they're Iowa's chief rivals, right? Oklahoma state for for the history in Penn State because of their recent success. So, Um, it would make sense why those two would want to keep pace with what the Hawkeyes are doing. Um, you know, and another school that I think comes to mind is Oregon State. Um, you know, they have a really strong women's program, uh, pr- presence at their RTC and, uh, and a brilliant wrestling mind, too, in Nate Engel, um, who could easily transition over from the men's team to become the women's coach if that's what they um, decide to do. Um, and speaking of coaches, that brings me to uh, one of my last thoughts, which is uh, who might Iowa hire as their first women's wrestling coach? Um, I had my own thoughts after talking to people kind of in the wrestling community and in and around the Iowa program, I wrote a whole story and everything, on it actually, and you can find that link in the show notes. Um, seven names specifically, who I'm fairly confident that Iowa is at the very least considering and at the very most planning on calling. So um, I know that they're going to start that search in the fall. Um, I'm under the uh, presumption that, um, you know, if things go very, very smoothly, they could have it done um, before we get to the winter months, um, but perhaps more likely it will be. Um, The hire will officially be made in the spring. Um, So, you know, it includes the list that I wrote out, includes some folks at USA Wrestling, some successful women's college wrestling coaches, a few other names that I think you guys might want to get to know as Iowa begins to figure out its women's head coach, Um, you know, check it out again in the show notes. Let me know what you think, guys. Um, Let's discuss it. You guys know where to find me on social media. Um, I think it'd be a really fun, interesting conversation as we kind of continue our coverage of the Iowa women's wrestling program, which uh, reminds me, final thought, um, you know, it's not really a thought, kind of more of a heads up for you guys. Uh, You know, we wrote that story Thursday, had another one come out today. We got a handful more coming out um, early part of next week. So I'm going to try and uh, introduce uh, the Iowa wrestling community to some of the nation's best uh, women's high school wrestlers now that, uh, um, you know, that's kind of part of the recruiting game now. So, um, you know, that Tom Brands, as you guys heard in that press conference, very adamant that they're going to start recruiting all the high level girls, high school wrestlers around the country, all those girls that were, uh, you know, on the cadet and junior teams that were winning world titles this summer. So that's definitely going to be part of the recruiting pool for the Hawkeyes. And I think it's time to uh, introduce you guys to it. And then also um, another thing that I found interesting, and I'm sure you guys uh, listened to that in in the press conference as well as you know what does this mean for Iowa high school wrestling so gonna make a few phone calls over the weekend see what I can find out for uh, what it means on that front as well um, so coverage is gonna continue um, but that is all I have for you guys today thanks a bunch for listening be sure to rate and review the show Apple podcast Stitcher, your Spotify Google podcast iHeartRadio, radio wherever you get your shows follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin Instagram too at Cody J Goodwin and be sure to also subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories mailbags analysis and videos world championships are coming up uh, we're gonna to try and schedule some some fun interviews here as we transition from September to October, and before we know it, guys, um, the season's going to be here. I already know that uh, media days are getting on the calendar. We've got a Big Ten schedule at the very least, um, so we know when the Hawkeyes are going to take the mat. Before too much longer, we should have some Big Twelve schedules and maybe some finalized schedules. Um, <clears throat> so that we can all start planning our winter months. So going to be exciting. I want you guys to subscribe because I don't want you guys to miss a thing. going to be a great, great wrestling season coming up. I'm excited. I know you guys are too. You can find links to um, all of that as well as, again, stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.
3: females over the last three years. How much more help would that be for the program if the sport was sanctioned at the high school level? I think in the
0: state of Iowa, it's a no-brainer. I know there's people in this room that are working hard. I think, you know, let's let's not skirt the issue. There's a little squabble going on and who's going to own it? Which organization? Get over that squabble. Somebody just... You know what? Partner up, and let's get some common sense here, and let's get a doggone sanctioned high school tournament for these girls. They've earned it enough, and doggone it, they need it. And we need it. I need it. I need it. Schamburger needs it. Go put that thing in that new arena over there. That's, that's where I would go with that. Just do it. Come on. Let's get, let's get together and do it. Thanks. Appreciate it.